This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another episode of the Arsenal News Show. Join you every morning at 8am UK time. Hope you're doing good. Hope you are doing well. Thank you so much for making this, as always, a part of your morning routines. It's very much appreciated and I very much enjoy having a chat and sit down and answering your questions, which we'll, of course, do in part two. But first of all, let's say good morning to those that are indeed taking the time out of their day, their precious time to jump in and try and get the first comment <laughs> in the YouTube videos. I first of all should go and check over on YouTube because YouTube sometimes mugs people off, but I'm not sure if it's done that. It hasn't. Rich Carlo, good morning to you. Thank you for jumping in. Black Shine, Johnny, uh, Moidel, uh, good morning to Paul. Good morning to Alex, Carl, Matt, Akmal. Uh, good morning to Brendan, Temi, Franklin, Granddaddy Guna. Uh, and Stevie and Olu, and plenty more of you guys as well. Thank you so much, all of you, for tuning in. Fantastic to see so many regular faces and some irregulars as well. Uh, as I say, do drop a like. And uh, one of the key things I want to try to start doing is, is get you more involved if you're watching on Catch Up, because I know a lot of people obviously listen to these shows on Catch Up. Um, and so I'd love you to start leaving more comments down in below in the description, not in the description, but in the comment section, based upon some of the stuff that we've talked about today. Uh, so we're going to be leaving some prompts to do that towards the middle and end of today's show as well. But if you're listening on live, you can also do that after. After, uh we've finished this morning's show. Okay, without further ado, let's crack on with today's stories. Uh, we start with last night's Premier League action. Brighton inflicting yet another defeat onto Crystal Palace and Patrick Vieira. Uh, the French manager has gone through a really, really dour period. I think they're still without a victory in the whole of 2023. And Arsenal playing against Crystal Palace on Sunday could spell the end, ironically, of Patrick Vieira's tenure, unless he, of course, is sacked before that game. He is, for a lot of people, the favourite now to be sacked, which is a real shame. We don't want to see former Arsenal legends by any stretch of the imagination being sacked. What I will say is I do remember a period under Mikel Arteta where a lot of people thought that Patrick Vieira would have been the guy that we should have looked to replace Mikel Arteta with. And what I would say is, is sometimes... Patience 
really can reveal the bigger picture on a lot of things. Um, so I think that's certainly something to keep in account regarding uh, any desires you may have had to swap out Arteta for Vieira. And I think maybe that we've seen um, the ramifications of that, unfortunately. But fingers crossed Vieira can turn it around after this weekend uh, and Arsenal will hopefully look to take advantage of that. Um, let's move forwards. We move forwards to Arsenal's big announcement yesterday morning. Arsenal announced, of course, that the club is going through some structural changes. An announcement was made in the morning to say that uh, Stan Kroenke and Josh Kroenke have become our co-chairs, whilst Tim Lewis has become the executive vice chair. The appointments are, this is a statement on the website, uh, the appointments are a recognition of how our leadership structure has evolved over the past several seasons since Cronky Sports Entertainment, KSE, assumed 100% of ownership of Arsenal Football Club in 2018. Stan, Josh and Tim have worked together to drive our club forwards and their appointments bring clarity to our structure that reflect their roles and responsibilities and will ensure we continue in our pursuits of progress and success. Stan Cronky then said, very rare quotes we have here from Stan Cronky, this is a simple evolution as part of us all driving Arsenal forward and further reaffirms our family's long-standing commitment to this great club. Stability in football has never been more important as we move past the pandemic, and we should believe this is the perfect time to formalise these roles. Our objectives and ambition will never waver to field teams that compete for trophies at the highest level and lead our club in a way that inspires our passionate supporters around the world. Supported by our director, Phil Harris, and together with our executive team and all our wonderful people, we have an incredible opportunity to build on the values and traditions of Arsenal Football Club. Now, if you'd have said to me, let's say, I don't know, 10 years ago, <laughs> that we'd be sitting here today talking about Stan and Josh Kroenke becoming co-chairs of Arsenal with 100% ownership of the club and Arsenal sitting five points clear at the top of the table. I would have said that you probably need to go and take your pills because it's ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous to suggest that Arsenal would be here 10 years later. It's been a brilliant brilliant achievement by Arsenal Football Club and to see where this club has transformed, progressed, made mistakes along the way and certainly learned from them, I think is a testament to uh, all the people involved, obviously at the club, and the patience of us supporters as well, because we have been patient, most of us. We have ultimately still stood by our beloved team, still gone to games, home and away, supported them, and 99% of us have continued to show that commitment and hope that we would continue to win the next game and the next game and the next game until things improved and we finally got to that place where we are certainly very happy with where things are at as a club. Uh, moving forwards, Eric Ten Hag has decided to come out uh, and poke the hornet's nest. Now, if there's one club that you don't really want to start saying things about, uh, it's probably Arsenal. And yeah, Eric Ten Hag has come out and suggested that Arsenal, uh, of all teams, don't particularly have any issues when it comes to injuries. <laughs> um, he was asked ahead of his match this weekend, and he said, oh, ahead of the uh, Europa League second leg against Real Betis, of course, he says, Man City's home 2-1 victory in January. It was the only time this season that United had a fully fit squad. They are paraphrases in here. In other times, every time, every game is a player suspended, injured, illness. So we've had to deal with it well. Of course, you hope. I see Arsenal. They almost have all the time a squad that is totally available. Now, as you can imagine, this uh, these comments from Ten Hag were 
welcomingly accepted by the Arsenal fan base. They were assessed, read, taken in, and forgot about almost immediately. No, it didn't. It, everyone decided to blow up on Twitter. Everyone and their dog decided to <laughs> take these quotes and go mad. Now, uh, there's a show coming out today, a little bit later on today, around midday, episode 10 of the Eat Sleep Arsenal Repeat podcast. Me and Owen sat down for a good chat. and We talked a little bit about this towards the end of the show. Uh, and I give kind of my thoughts about this. I'm not annoyed about these comments at all. I don't really care. I don't care. What I do find funny about the comments that I've kind of done a second reading of them this morning is the suspended one. Like the comments about having players suspended as if that's like luck. It's like, I'm sorry, Eric, but that's your own players' incompetency. You Oh, we were so unlucky. Everyone was getting sent off. I can't believe it. We were so unlucky with red cards. Look, I get that sometimes referees make decisions, but Casemiro went in so dangerously and out of control that there's nothing that could be said. Eric, 10 excuses is more like it, I think, at the moment this season. Oh, I've just seen someone's taken that in the chat book. So now it looks like I'm copying them, but uh, I promise I wasn't. That was my own genius comedic charm, I swear. Anyway, try to forget about Ten Hag. He doesn't matter. He's not relevant to us this season. And I'm sure we'll bat a Man United if we play them in the Europa League anyway. Um, Arsenal, of course, speaking of the Europa League, will play against Sporting tonight in the second leg of their last 16 uh, clash. Uh, Hector Bellerin not expected to be involved. And you can, of course, watch our preview show that we recorded last night with our members, Marcus, who, of course, joins us every single morning, who I can see in the chat box uh, as well uh, with Dan and Pablo, who sported two of them. Pablo was like, nah, it's not for me which is fine. But two of them, Marcus and Dan, sported our brand new TGT caps. Uh, so it's just go. It's just worth going and watching just to see uh, two out of four people wearing the TGT cap on one stream. I think it's worth it just, just for that. Now, Mikel Arteta, of course, did face the media ahead of the game against Sporting. He was asked about the atmosphere around the training ground, and he said, first of all, they get on really well, and you can sense that. There is a good combination of desire to win and competition between the players, and they also know when to enjoy it. So that's why the atmosphere is always good. He was asked, obviously, as he would be, about Gabriel Jesus, and he says it was great to see him back. You can feel the happiness of everybody around him, supporters, players, staff. We missed him, and now we're glad he's back. Uh, however, there was some negative news, which we will come on to. Eddie Nketiah was described as being out for weeks, uh, which is not the best uh, scenario whatsoever. He said he's getting better. He's still in a boot, so still a few weeks away. We need to be patient. It was a nasty injury. It's a challenge that Eddie's got ahead of him, but thank goodness he could have been worse, so he's not in a bad place. Yeah, um, not the best. I did um, say when this news came out that I'd heard that it was not necessarily uh, a good thing. Uh, well, not necessarily a good thing, but it wasn't going to be a, a quick return for Nketi, and we talked about it in our Discord server, but uh, very, very, very annoying um, that we're going to lose Nketiah for the best part of what seems to be a, a month, potentially. Um, he's not expected back until after the international break, that's for sure. Um, but hopefully we get him back, get him back soon. The irony of Ten Hag saying, of course, Arsenal have had no injuries, when we've only had one striker available for more than half of the season. Um, and that's certainly going to turn out to be the case continually with Eddie and Ketia now out for a significant period of time. We've even had a scenario where both of them were missing and we had to make do with what we had. But thankfully, the players that came in did a fantastic job and the coaching behind the scenes enabled those players that came in to do a fantastic job 
as well. Um, so, yes, it's unfortunately uh, not in the best place at the moment with Eddie Nketiah. He will be returning and looking to return as soon as feasibly possible. But uh, with Europa League in April coming back, if, of course, we are able to win tonight and more fixtures ramping up, we really could have done with the extra firepower in our squad. But we are going to miss him, unfortunately. Now, uh, as I mentioned, myself and Owen recorded episode 10 of the Eat Sleep Arsenal Repeat podcast. We go into more detail about the impacts of Eddie Nketiah's injury. Uh, and also, we had a good chat about what our expectations are for the Gabriel Jesus documentary that is going to be coming out, which also talks all about his return and recovery from injury and all the reactions that we've seen to that too. So that'll be going out at midday today. Uh, we also had a good chat. It was more of a casual talk. So if you're if you need something during the middle of the day to just listen, put on in the background, I think it's probably worth your time having that on because it was uh, it was a good chat that we had and a good listen as well. So I do recommend that you uh, catch up on that when the opportunity comes around to do so. Okay, let's go to part two then and your questions right after this. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes at McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Okay, uh, we're going to tackle some of your questions. I feel like it's really dark in here. I'm just going to roll down this blind. That might... Make the light shine up better. Yes, it does. Um, okay, let's jump into the chat box and see what questions you've got. Um, Triggy says, uh, Tom, do you think that Trent Alexander-Arnold would thrive under Arteta in the Zinchenko role? I mean, obviously, you'd have to create that on the right-hand side, not on the left-hand side, and there's potential, certainly. But you couldn't play Zinchenko and Trent in the same team. That would generate far too much vulnerability, I think, at the back. And we would, of course, have some issues there. So whilst I think... There's potential for that to work. I'm not necessarily sure that it would work for the long term. We'd have to wait and see uh, if that's ever something Arsenal were interested in. But the right-back position being a focus, of course, is something that I think we will see in the summer. Arsenal, I think, will go for a uh, for a right-back in the summer. And we'll have to wait and see what indeed um, happens with that. I hope that we go for one that can play in that kind of more offensive role because I think we need to provide some variation to that position. And uh, it seems to be, uh, I think it seems to be on the cards that we will move for that right back uh, with Fresneda being linked. Uh, we've had a couple of other, uh, I think a young French guy, Galatasaray, is it Boy, um, that's been linked as well. So yes, there's a few players um, that we've been linked to. So we will be very intrigued to see what happens in the summer transfer window regarding our players um let's go to do, 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 do. Uh, <laughs> Tommy says can eric ten hard keep my ma- my club's name out of his mouth <laughs> i wonder where that's coming from uh lynn says tom if we get through tonight and manchester united get knocked out which i think is yeah very unlikely um 
who is left in the draw for us to play and who would you like us to play? Now, the last time we did this, Lynn, and I said I'd write like us to get sporting, they proved to be quite good, um, even though I'd heard very, very much things to the contrary. So I think tonight, let me, let's try and predict all of the Europa League results. And if you're listening, make sure you leave your comments down below as to who you think is going to make it through tonight's Europa League games. Freiburg against Juventus, who the Italian side of a 1-0 lead. I think Freiburg are going to do it. I think Freiburg are a good side. And I think at home, they might be able to get the job done. Just call it crazy. That's what I'm going for. Feyenoord against Shakhtar Donetsk. Well, I think we all hope that Feyenoord knock out Shakhtar Donetsk after their, yeah, the way they, well, not played us, but certainly mucked us around in the January transfer window. So I'm going to back Feyenoord to win that after a 1-1 draw uh, when they went to uh, Shakhtar's temporary stadium. Uh, Real Betis, Man United. I think, unfortunately, we have to admit that with a 4-1 lead, Man United are probably going to go through there. So, Fenerbahce, Sevilla. Sevilla are 2-0 up heading to Turkey. I think Sevilla will probably still make it through in that one, even though I thought Fenerbahce might have given them a tougher test than they did. Uh, Leverkusen, 2-0 up as they head to play Ferenc Uh I think Leverkusen will also go through. Real Sociedad, 2-0 down against Roma. Um but they play at home now. That's a toughie. I can see Real Sociedad getting a couple of goals up, but I think Roma will probably still edge it. Uh, Union Saint-Gilois and Union Berlin play against one another after a 3-3 dramatic draw in Germany, which means that Union Saint-Gilois will take that back to Belgium. And I think you've got to back the Belgians here. If they've done a brilliant job of getting a 3-3 draw in Berlin, then surely they got a great opportunity of uh, of getting hold of uh, a potential victory when they uh, take the scores back to Belgium. And of course, Arsenal Sporting, well, I'm going to back the boys and we're going to progress through. Uh, let's go to... Boom, 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 boom. Uh, scroll down a little bit more. Carl says, Tom, are you and the boys pubbing it before tonight's match? Carl, I'm working, so I will not be, quote, pubbing it. <laughs> it's not what I will be doing. Um, but I know a fair few people are going to be going to the pub to pub it uh, this evening before the game. But I'm working the match, so I'll be driving up. There's no trains, as I said yesterday. There is tubes, as I'm aware, I think. But do please check your travel um, arrangements before you can get hold of them. So, yes, I, uh, I'll i be getting a, I'll be driving up to London and looking frantically for some free parking. If anyone's got any tips about free parking, do get in touch because I think there's going to be a bit of driving around, hopefully, uh, for me this evening and this afternoon. Um, Dan Roberts says, last season we seemed to get endless red cards. And this season, we still haven't had a single one. Touch wood. Make sure you do that. Uh, is that something we need to applaud Arteta for? Yes, I think so. You know, we were criticising the club and him for having all of those red cards. So now that you've removed that from the equation, I think it's something that deserves credit. And we have certainly improved things so that we're able to do that. So, yes, Daniel, I think that's certainly uh, the positive thing uh, at the moment is to look at it that way. Um, Guna Jake says, Tom, did you see the Latvia tackle? Latvia? Or oh, do you mean Lavia? Man United fans comparing the tackle to Casemiro's tackle, the delusion. Let me have a look. The Lavia tackle. Uh, Lavia tackle. Uh, wait, if I type in Lavia and Casemiro, it's going to come up, isn't it? Because there's going to be a lot of United fans crying sweet tears. Um, Lavia just made an exact same tackle as Casemiro, but no red card. Um, that's not... Isn't it the back of the leg? Doesn't he go in on the back of the leg of number six, whoever that is? Is it Elianusi? I, I can't see who it is. Norga Elianusi doesn't even play for them. Uh, Norgard. Uh... He goes in on the back of his ankle. I mean, it's a bad challenge. It's a bad challenge. Um, I. It's not the same type of challenge. 
but it is a bad challenge. I think obviously that's a little bit more. Uh, yeah, it's a little bit more. There's a few more question marks about that because it's on the back of the leg, but I don't know if that much changes things. I think that is is an argument that's also a red card. But what I would say is that Casemiro's is definitely a red card. The, th- the problem with Man United fans, right, in this scenario, is that any argument regarding Casemiro's tackle not being a red is ridiculous because it's a red card. The issue is when you start um, when you start saying that uh, other tackles haven't been given as reds, if your argument is, well, they weren't sent off, so Casemiro shouldn't, that's just biased. The argument should be Casemiro was sent off, so they should be too. That's the way you've got to look at these things. But unfortunately, I think some bias has, has, uh, has been entering the brains of Man United fans in this regard. Um, let's go to Louis says, would you like us copying the City or RB football group strategy and branch out to more leagues? There's a big opportunity to create a new club in Australia at the moment. Uh, of course, it's not about creating new clubs when you do these. It's about kind of building partnerships and agreements between clubs. And yes, it is something that I would be open for Arsenal to do because I think it would enable us to better compete with some of the other clubs like Man City out there. RB slightly different. Of course, that's that's kind of like a sponsorship side of things. It's a little bit different to the City Football Group. Um but there are a lot of similarities, to be fair, between the two models. Um, but yeah, I would be open to Arsenal certainly coming to an agreement uh, with some other clubs around the world. So you've got that connection. You've got abilities to loan players out more consistently and also a place that you can buy talent from, uh, maybe a club that's that's lower down. So Twa, for instance, buying Savio from uh, Atletico Monero before he was then loaned to PSV. He's part of the City Football Group and potentially will make it as a City player in the future. We'll have to wait and see. Um, Paul says, the issue with red card fouls is the referees are inconsistent. If the challenge is bad, the player should be sent off. Absolutely. Um, let's go to Fuad says, Tom, I'm going off topic. Just out of interest, who are your top three drum and bass artists? Well, number one is Sub Focus, who I'm actually going to be seeing tomorrow. Very excited for that uh, at Wembley Ovo. We're going to watch Sub Focus. Uh, no, tomorrow. Saturday, we're going to be seeing... No, I keep thinking it's Friday, but it's not yet. I am off tomorrow, so it makes it feel like today's Friday. Um, yeah, Subfocus followed by... Ooh, metric, I think, would be number two. And we're going to go with number three. I mean, who do I listen more than anyone else? Uh, to be fair, on my Spotify is the way to, the way to check these things. It's going to have to be... I think it's going to have to be Dimension. Yeah, so there you go. There's my three. Subfocus, metric, Dimension. That's the three that I would go for. Okay, uh, let's go to Chris's. Do you think we should be more confident about tonight with the Lisbon uh, game, the players that are suspended? Uh, Marita and Coates are suspended for tonight's game. And that, you know, Coates in particular, that's big. Having Coates out is massive because that's their captain gone, their main centre-back gone. He was a really big force in terms of heading clear uh, balls from the box. I think he was really good, solid defensively. So him missing is going to be a big deal, a big, big deal. Uh, Marita's not so much because they can bring Agate in and he was suspended for the first leg. Uh, Bellerin's still apparently out injured. So let's see uh, what happens between the cl- uh, between us and them in terms of our squad availability. But they're missing some key players, but they've also got Agate back who's very good. Um, so that's going to be a, a big plus for them. Um, no caliber or C, but look, they're very good left behind. They're just, uh, for me, 
I'm uh, I'm more of a sub focus guy. Uh, let's go to Louis. Says the Australian League is allowing two teams to be created through the, uh, that aren't founded yet. Putting out feelers to sponsors slightly different to working with the current team, but a good opportunity. Maybe I don't know whether Arsenal would have any interest in doing that. I think their interest would be more in having something that's already well established, especially with like a youth academy people in place there already. I think they'd rather have that than something they have to build up from scratch and have as a bit of a distraction more than anything. But Maybe I'm underestimating the opportunity that's there. Uh, Pendulum, very good indeed. Seen them plenty of times. Very, very good. TC, missed to have the chance to have TC. Yes, TC is also very good. And for those that don't know what I'm talking about, TC is another drone-based producer. So uh, <laughs> I was always like when I was younger, if I could ever if I ever grew up to be a DJ or a drone-based producer, which is not always something that I love because I used to, um, when I was at uni, when they used to allow it, I don't do it anymore, but Spotify and SoundCloud used to be able to like implement your songs that you had on Spotify and, and SoundCloud onto the DJ apps that you could get on your iPhone 4, whatever it was back then, um, and use them. But uh, they, they removed the access uh, a fair few years ago now, which means that you have to have the whole equipment, which I just don't have. All the skills to use. Um, but yeah, that was always a thing. TC. And then TC when a nicked TC. So... It's a lot of TCs in one sentence. Very confusing indeed. Um, <laughs> uh, Wong Tong Soup says, uh, Bellerin injured or can't be, can't bear to face us. It is certainly the former, but maybe he is a bit scared. I'd be scared facing Arsenal. We're very, very good. Um, Mr. Joe Kerr says, uh, the perfect St. Patrick's weekend. Arsenal double, um, Ireland for the Six Nations. And just waiting on my TGT hats now. Well, hopefully you get the treble, uh, Joe, and all three win for you. I'm not that in for rugby. So even though I am English, I can't say that if England uh, miss out on the Six Nations, I'll be too fast. They probably already lost, to be fair, at this point in time. I know that Ireland were, were doing pretty darn well. But uh, England, yeah, rugby's not really my sport. I can watch it. I have been to watch it live. It's just not really my thing. Uh, GQ points out a fantastic thing that I didn't talk about in the in the show, and that Austin Trusty has been called up for the US men's national team for the first time. Yes, could potentially make his debut uh, for uh, Greg Bearholter's side. I assume Greg Bearholter is still the coach there. Um, but yes, very, very interesting. Uh, Iceman, thank you. Yeah, the hoodie is it's very, very nice. Uh, very nice indeed. Um, got plenty of compliments when I wear this one in the ground. Uh, Dan says, what about Cheltenham? Not a fan. Not me. I'm not a, I'm not a horsey, horse racing guy. But plenty of friends I do have are. So, uh, yes, I know a lot of people are into their, their horses, but it's just not for me, uh, is the racing. Uh, F1, meanwhile, is... Um, and that returns this weekend, so I'm looking forward to to the next one. Uh, let's go to boom, 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 a couple more. When are the England call-ups getting announced as HMM Spikes? I assume, I mean, this would have to be soon, wouldn't it? Because the last game is this weekend, and then it's the international break. So you've got to think it would be maybe tomorrow. Maybe it's tomorrow. Uh, we'd have to wait and see when it comes out. But you think of that Ramsdale, White, Saka surely are going to be involved in some way, shape or form. You'd be, I'll be shocked if they aren't. Um, but yes, it's, it sucks for Nketiah because if Nketiah wasn't injured, I almost feel like there was a chance that he might have got in the squad. But uh, maybe, maybe in the future. But I, I thought maybe if he'd have stayed fit and stayed starting and scoring, he might have made his way into the England squad for the first time. But unfortunately, with his injury, that has been certainly taken away from him. Um a TGT hoodie next, says Marcus. Certainly it's an idea. Uh, me and the company that have been uh, producing the uh, 
the T2D merch. I've got some ideas for the summer and we're looking forward to trying to put out some more stuff to raise more money for charity. So keep your eyes peeled. But if you do want to get hold of our merch, of course, you can do that by going to the link in the description and get yourself a home or away cap, which helps Cancer McMillan support and the Arsenal Foundation. So uh, I look forward to making our first donation in the first quarter when we get our first income of all of the sales that we've made. Look forward to that as well. And I'll make sure to publish any information on how much we've donated as and when we have that. Anyway, uh, I am going to round things off there. Thank you so much, guys, for listening. Uh, do drop a like on the video. You will be getting another show a little bit later on today. The Eat Sleep Arsenal Repeat podcast will be dropping around midday. So make sure that you are indeed turning those notifications until you get them. If you could leave your comments down in the comments section below, let us know the team that you'd be going for tonight and how you think the other teams in the Europa League will fare. And, uh, I mean, I've been asked about my favourite drum and bass artists. Let us know your favourite drum and bass artists down below. Always keen to learn about more. Me, you know, I said self-focused, I mentioned metric, but I'm into a lot of liquid stuff as well. Uh, not particular artists, but loads of tracks that have come out in the last couple of years or so have been fantastic for the genre. But anything you'd like to add, leave it down in the comments section below. We will appreciate all the engagement that we can have with you guys on the channel. I try to reply to as many of you as possible. Thank you so much for listening. Drop a like. Thank you. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go. And you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.